somebody today, is a ministry that is much in the same way, has things happen to them the same, thing, the same way it happened to us. They don't always get to see a response. But Gideon's International is a ministry that is very dear to this pastor's heart. Gideon's International is responsible for placing Bibles all over the world. If you've been in a hotel room or a, a hospital room or in a fifth grade classroom, you have seen part of the ministry of Gideon's International. And this morning, we have a new green speaker. So I need y'all to be very gracious to Mr. John Hall. Mr. John Hall lives actually in Blairsville. I just found out that he lived in Blairsville well, a few minutes ago. Matter of fact, he lives on the other side of the airport from me off of King Road. I'm not going to give his exact address. Don't worry, brother. Unless you want me to. People might pop in. They might bring you something. But this morning, I want you to do me a favor. If you will, welcome Mr. John Hall, our Gideon speaker this morning. I spoke Matthew, Mark, and Luke, but John spoke me. Uh, Gideon was visiting a uh, prison and uh, was offering testaments out to uh, the men uh, there. And uh, one of the prisoners uh, that received the testament said, The only thing I find good with this testament is to roll cigarettes. Sure would. They'd take them and roll them cigarettes. Gideon said, well, sir, said, uh, we'll make you a, uh, a deal that uh, before you take and, and uh, tear the pages out of God's Word, would you mind reading what was on those pages before you smoked it? And uh, he agreed, and Gideon left him with his testament and, and went on. Uh, time went on, Gideon went back to, uh, to that, that prison, and uh, the prisoner still there and um, wanted to come and and uh, saw the Gideon said, Sir, I gotta I gotta tell you something. I gotta tell you, I, I made good on my promise that I had made you. I I started with uh, Matthew and smoked it. <laughs> Went through Luke and Mark the same way. But whenever I got over there to John, John smoked me. That he got to reading the pages that was on the scriptures, and in, uh, as we know in John 3:16, it showed him how much God. Jesus loves him, and uh, he couldn't smoke them anymore and turned his life over to Christ. He sure did. And uh, that testimony was shared by a friend of mine. I'd heard it over there in, uh, 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 online at a church in Hayesville with actually a friend of mine that it, that it growed up. Didn't even know he was part of the Gideon organization. I said, you know, there's Mike. Boy, he's sharing that testimony right there and how it spoke to my heart then and still speaks to my heart now. That uh, God's Word changes lives. It always has, and it always will. That since 1899, the uh, Gideons have been and continue to be an association of born-again businessmen, professional men, and most of all, Christians that work right alongside uh, their wives, uh, members of local churches. You're blessed to have Marvin uh, Brooks here in your church here today. He's part of our Gideon organization. And we're not just uh, a Bible um, distribution organization. 
We don't print any of the Bibles that are out there, but no, we're a ministry with a single focus on winning the lost to Christ. And we do so by partnering with churches just like yours so that we may be able to spread the gospel around the world, that we are an extension of your church and many other churches that join alongside us, that we go places that you just can't go, that we already have the networks that, um, that are there and they can distribute locally in those faraway countries, that we go to places that need Scripture. And the results are many coming to faith in Christ each year because of this relationship. In many places where the Gideons International go, they'll never own or even see the Word of God unless it is freely given to them. Uh, this past Tuesday, we was trying to uh, up, uh, update our, uh, our talk, and we was blessed to and had the privilege to hear the uh, David uh, Bovia. And he is the field representative to Portugal, to Greece, and actually to all the Middle Eastern countries that allow Gideons to, to, to come. Not all, not all countries allow Christians in or Christian organizations. And I uh, wanted to share some of the recent testimonies that he was that just back from February when he made his last visit to the uh, Middle East and over into Portugal. That over in uh, North Portugal, David was actually speaking at a Baptist church in, uh, in Portugal. And, you know, comes in. It, we're, we're very obvious. You know, we have the emblem right here. A lot of times he has his name tag and uh, got in there and they, they said uh, the crowd, you know, was real receptive to him, but they said, you know, you need to meet Sophia. You need to meet Sophia. They was real insistent that he meets this, this girl called so Sophia, a teenager. And he said, oh, yes, yes, I'll meet Sophia. And he gets over there and, uh, and talks to her, and she uh, had, had remembered the uh, testament that she had received there at her school in Portugal, that it bared the emblem of the Gideons, that... Uh, she had seen her other classmates mistreat the Word of God, may have tossed it in their backpack, may have discarded it, may have mistreated it. But, you know, she said, opened up the first few pages and said, you know, this is the Word of God. What if He punishes me? That's what the attitude of a teenager was. You know, she's like, what if, you know, I, I better take care of the Word of God. You know, I don't, I don't know nothing about it, but, boy, if it's God's Word, I better take care of it. So she, so she did and started to uh, open the pages, you know, and, uh, and uh, got, to, got to looking at it. And, uh, you know, God, Jesus, you know, people that she did not know about. She had no idea uh, who God was or who Jesus was. And uh, she goes, well, I'm in school, but where could I go and find out more about these people that this book right here is, uh, supposedly it's God's words, you know, to this teenager that's never seen a, a scripture. Where could I go? And she uh, remembered that at that church it said this was God's house. And she, she put the two and two together and got to start going to, uh, to church and, and actually give her life to Christ because of a testament that sparked the interest in a teenager, and now Sophia has that testimony and got to share it with David, and he brought it across the Atlantic and got to share it with uh, everyone over here in America. He'll actually be sharing it this week in Grapevine, Texas at our national uh, convention that's coming up uh, later this, uh, this, this, coming, this coming week. He also shared how he had went to Greece, over there in northern Greece, at a refugee camp for the Ukrainians, that 
There was over 13,000 Ukrainians over there in uh, northern Greece. And he had some images, some pictures of just the tents that were lined up of the people that's over there that had to flee from their country, as you know what Russia is uh, doing uh, to that country today, and um, come over there and got to hand out testaments, hand out uh, the Word of God in the native language of the Ukrainians so that they would be able to have it. So receptive that uh, not only did we see the hand, or the, how many tents that were out there, but we got to see all the hands that was up like this. Wanting, they had to leave everything that they had behind, but guess what? They was wanting that word of God, and there again, David was able to go out there um, and hand out those testaments to those refugees. Not only there in Greece, but there again, just as an update, we're handing them out. It's not getting any news coverage on the news today, but we're out there in all of Europe uh, handing out uh, testaments uh, and scriptures and, and praying with folks and, and helping the refugees when, when we can. See, Gideons, we're international. That we have members in all these other countries that we've seen a field report just last month that said in Finland that they predict that they're going to have 80,000 refugees just by the end of the year. And that shows you the need for scriptures abroad over there in Europe because they're fleeing the Baltic states, they're fleeing Russia, they're, free, they're fleeing the Ukraine, and we're trying to help those folks that's, that's, that's in need. We sure are. And over there, in, uh, again, lastly, that he had shared and touched my heart was over there in Qatar. It's over there in the, in the Middle East. And uh, just a perspective of Qatar, the population is 2.8 million people, but there's only 18 Gideons that's over there in that country. That uh, 65% of the country is Muslim, nextly Hindu, then nextly Christian. So we're down on the totem pole right there, there. But, you know, they don't, because of the population that's over there and the limited amount of land, they don't have churches like we do over here in the mountains. You know, uh, you can find a church where you can go. You can probably walk to one if you had to. But over there, they go to church compounds. That multiple churches, four and five to ten churches, meet at these compounds. And they got separate rooms. So this church would be in this room, this church would be in that room, based on, you know, how many would want to go to that church in that day. But to get those many people into those church compounds, you have to stand in line. How many here would like to stand in line over an hour to maybe two hours just to get into the church doors? Why does it take so long? they got to go through metal detectors. They have to go through security checks. That you know, They have to go through all these things. And like I said, he showed images of people lined around the street and going down blocks and blocks just to get into God's house. It sure was. And um, there again, roughly about 10,000 people meet at these church compounds over there in, in Qatar. And David was blessed to, as a Gideon, go over there and get to speak at, at multiple church services. They was all very receptive, very, very excited that he was there to, to, to be there because in Qatar, it's actually illegal to bring in the Word of God to that country, it being a Muslim country. It's illegal. We have to find different avenues just to be able to get them in there, into the Bibles, into Qatar, which is in the Middle East. But we, like I said, by, by God's grace, we found that avenue and was able to get those scriptures in, in, into the, that church compound and that uh, he spoke to all those different people, got to hand out all these different scriptures and tell them how God loves them, got to share the gospel with them. And uh, 
thought, well, you know, it's, it, we're done for the day. It's been all day, church all day long. He was been speaking. Uh, Gideon that was bringing him back to his hotel. You know, I thought you need, no, we got one more to go to. That see over there in Qatar, the reason that they had to go to the through those metal detectors and through those security checks was actually not for just their security, but it's also because their government was monitoring them. That their, that their government was trying to dictate to them what they can and cannot say. And see, there's government officials in that church compound. So there was another church that was out there said, no, I know of another church that's out there. We, they meet at a home in a basement and said they couldn't sit, that it was shoulder to shoulder just like this right here, and uh, got to go down there into that basement and speak uh, with the 300 that was in a basement of a home that was uh, in a church that was non-sanctioned by the Qatar government. And he uh, was getting ready to speak and, and things and getting ready and said, well, sir, and also we'll let you know we're going to be live broadcasting this. A non-sanctioned event, you know. And you could see as a speaker how that could make him nervous. That, uh, am I going to make it out of this country, you know, or whatnot? And, um, but by God's grace, he was able to share the gospel and by the... The, uh, the scriptures that he had left over had enough to give those 300 that was down there in that basement. God was working. God delivered David uh, through that situation. That, As the preachers already said, that David believes, and so does every other Gideon that's out there, that uh, Isaiah 55 and 11, So shall my word be uh, that goes out out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me empty. But it shall accomplish that which... I have purposed, and it shall succeed the things which I have sent in. That we are making a global impact on a local basis. By supporting the Gideons International, the Gideons go to places where we just can't go. And God's Word is changing lives. It always has, and it always will. That today we are organized in 200 countries and territories. That we publish scriptures in 109 Different languages. That just last year alone, we placed, now there again, we was down a little bit due to the COVID and things, but 29 million copies of God's Word was distributed through the Gideons International. That, you think about it, every heartbeat that you have, a Gideon is placing a Bible. That uh, since the beginning, 120 years ago, we have placed 2.4 billion scriptures around the world. And uh, to date, um, there again, as the pastor had already alluded, we was uh, uh, supporting our local churches out today. We were supporting the fifth graders that we get to hand out Bibles, you know, uh, to, to the graduating class. And we get to go out to the hospitals and get to help the nurses that are taking care of patients and hand them White Testaments that in Union County alone, we have handed out over 3,000 scriptures in Union County here, here alone. It's not just international, but it's on the local basis as well. We're trying to help folks out. Now, we're in schools, we're in colleges, we're in hospitals, nursing homes, jails, and prisons. We hand them out to the military. And yes, we do hand them out in hotels as well. Uh, I'd like to share a testimony um, from a man that was named John. He said, One night, I sat in a hotel room, totally defeated by self and sin. My health was... Uh, deteriorated, my family was rupturing, and my business was withered. In my loneliness and depression, I picked up a Gideon Bible and began to read it. The Spirit of God spoke to me through the Word of God. 
to bring me to repentance and faith. And I entered into that hotel room totally defeated. But I left the next morning wholly delivered. God's grace in Christ has conquered my life. How God's word changed that man named, named John. He shared that testimony with us. That uh, Another testimony that um, the camp uh, president in uh, LJ, uh, Mr. Bob Burgess, he shared a personal testimony that just happened to him last year. That, that's why we go into the traffic ways and the byways of life. That See, down there in Tifton, Georgia, um, there was a young lady, and she was contemplating suicide. So sad that a young person would even contemplate those sort of things. But she went to that hotel room with that sort of intention, and she seen before she started to act on it that that particular hotel room had a little uh, sign right there that said, if you're in need of prayer, please call this number. Uh, she called the number and actually got a pastor on the other line. And the pastor, and she and her and the pastor got to talk, and he said, honey, you reach into that drawer. And look what's in that drawer. She said, it's a Bible. And I said, yes, it is a Bible. And got to lead her um, through her circumstances right there, lead her to Christ with that, guy, that, that Bible that was placed in that hotel room that she wrote on the back page, and she said, this Bible saved my life. Signed her name and dated it. Well, but whatever happenstance that it might have been, Bob, uh, he had to go to that hotel room in Tifton, Georgia as well. That he, he got in that hotel room, and they're getting being again, we always just like to know that them Bibles are still there. We like to see if they need to be replaced. But he got to looking, and whatever reason, the first thing that he did was look on the back page. He saw that lady's name. Saw the message, and saw the date, and it just had happened yesterday. Bob said, well, he saw that sign too. You don't see that many in hotel rooms anymore. So he called that number. And guess what? It was the same pastor. And got to tell Bob about how having that Bible in there and leading that lady to Christ right there was made possible by that Word of God right there. That God was using that Bible right there being in place and that, that pastor that was there to change her life because of like I said, the Bible that was, that was placed in the highways and the, and the byways. And there again, Bob was able to, to share that scripture with us. And the first time that I heard it, there again, it's one of them times when your arms, you know, the hair in your arms raise up, that the Spirit of God moves upon you. Same way it did whenever Mike shared his first uh, test, uh, testimony that, uh, that we'd heard online. And uh, by hearing uh, those, those testimonies... It made a change in my life. It made me think of the Gideons, you know, and what the good work that that, that organization is doing. And, and there again, as the preacher alluded to, I'm a little green, that, uh, that we just joined the Gideons just this past fall. That, um, I tell you, we was going through some things last fall. We sure was. That uh, the Lord was moving on us. That, um, you know, we th were thinking, you know, we're doing pretty good, you know, preacher. That, uh, you know, we're uh, there, there at the time. I was a Sunday school teacher. Uh, me and my wife were, was the, 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 the youth leaders, you know. That, you know, we're, we're staying active. You know, we're, we're doing this, we're doing that. But you know what? God was saying that you need to do more. That we heard a message. And it sort of just broke us down, preacher. It sure did. And um, that we needed to move, that we need to do more. We need to share more about, uh, about Jesus to not just stay within these four walls, but how can we go out and do more for, for Christ? That was sort of the, the message that, that, that we got. And um, there again, we was broken, that we was, uh, that we was, that we was praying you know, for, for an answer. And um, 
there again, we got a man that spoke here many times, uh, Albert Davenport. Uh, bless his heart. That He said uh, he called me the very next day after the Lord had spoke to me, that the Lord was dealing to me about uh, needing to do more in the ministry, that he called me the very next day and said, you know, I've spoken at 50 different services just here in Union County in the past five years. And he said, I need some help. He said, uh, would you pray and consider maybe joining the Gideons? I said, sir, I've done prayed yesterday. I done know that I needed to do something more, and I'll heed God's call. And that's how we got to be able to join the Gideons. It was through prayer, and like I said, it was through uh, obedience as well. That uh, There again, during that time, and I'll never forget it, it was uh, Isaiah 6 and 8 was the scripture that spoke to me. And it said, And also I heard a voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and, and who will go for us? Then said I, Hear my Lord, send me. That's, the, uh, that's why we heeded the call. That's why we're here with the Gideons. There again, we're appreciative of the Gideons, the organization that's out there. We're appreciative that uh, every Gideon is sponsored by a pastor, that the pastor had enough confidence in us to sponsor us. Thank you for the family that we have that supports us. It takes a lot of support to do these things. That uh, there again, we just uh, uh, had our uh, first speaking engagement. Just uh, uh, our report that, that we give was just uh, a few months ago. And there again, it was down to L. J. Rally, and uh, and it was a busy time in my life. It really, it, it it really was that we that we had. Uh, it was actually on my daughter's birthday, and if you all ever know being a family man, you got a lot of things to do on a birthday party. You know, you got to do here and be there and do do this. That uh, my mother-in-law, she's actually fixing to have to go to Asheville for radiation treatments. That, you know, it was going to be her last day being at home for quite a while. You know, so it's, you know, maybe her, her last service that we may be able to go with her. And it actually was her last service that we was able to, that she was able to go. She, uh, like I said, we lost her just a couple of weeks ago after that. Um, there again, we know where she's at due to her testimony and her knowing the Lord. But, you know, we had a lot of things going on, you know, being busy, being sickness and things. You know, it had been very easy to have just said, you know, I'm just too busy. I just can't do this. But no, we have made a commitment. We done told, we done heard from the book. It said, send me. And we was committed to speak. And uh, there again, it goes right along with our Sunday school lesson that we had to this, this morning. That we don't want to just tell our kids about Christ or just only tell them what we want to do for God. We want to show them. We want to show them the ways that they should walk, the path that they should travel, and that, hey, what we do as Christians is very important to us, that we need to share the good news and the message with others, that uh, the good works that the Gideons International is, is, is doing. And uh, there again, God works in mysterious ways by going and speaking. We knew the, a family, we couldn't uh, everyone go. There again, it being a little out of town, we got to speak with my daddy, and uh, just tell him, yeah, it's my first, first engagement. You know, we get to speak. He said, I'll go with you. You know, that's something that ever since I was little, I could not remember my daddy being able to go with me to Sunday school. 
He just didn't go. He would go to service, but he wouldn't go to Sunday school. But God blesses, like I said, in mysterious ways that we was able to attend service with our with with, with my father. That um, that the the Gideons that we we have a consecration breakfast before we pray for that service that you know people would be receptive of of the word. And um, the the men that was down there said. We've never seen a father come with a son before. Got to not only raise that uh, my spirits, but got to also raise the other spirits. And there again was a successful day that we got to share God's news, not only with that with um, that uh, church that was down there, but also with my father. And there again, we want to just praise God for it. That us heeding the call um, to be in the Gideon speaker, it has paid off in multiple ways. And there again, we. Um, Never have any regrets whatsoever of joining God's organization. That uh, we want to have a praise report as well. That not only after that, the very next week, there again, God works in mysterious ways. The CEO of my hospital the next week gave me a promotion, sir. That uh, that God has blessed me in so many ways. Even though we got to, we've lost some family members this year, there again. Uh, God is good there as well. That even through the good, He'll be with you through the good times and, and, and through the, and through the bad times. But you know, He's He's given us an opportunity to be with such a good organization. We reminded in Luke twenty twelve and forty eight, unto whom much is given, much is required. And that's what we have to do as Gideons. We have to go out there and share, take uh, take our time and to share and distribute God's word. That every Saturday we get to get up and we get to read Scripture. That we pray for the widows. We pray for our country. We pray for those churches that's over there in Ukraine. We pray for the local pastors. But most of all, we pray for the lost. That they'll get to come and to know Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. And we want to thank God for a counterculture, unique organization that engages the enemy in the battle for souls, for men, women, boys and girls, that we have that single objective, as I said earlier, of winning others, winning souls for, for, for Christ. That is our single most important uh, objective. That in Matthew 9 and 36 and 38 it says, And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless and like sheep they, without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly that the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. So we want to say, you know, please, please consider that if you are interested in ever uh, joining the Gideon's organization, come see me, come see Marvin, Gideon's.org. Um, very good and unique organization. Um, there again, we got another testimony right here just to share with you that we got to hear at the state convention that in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12 it says, Not that I am already obtained this, or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus had made me in his own. We got to looking at the word obtain and the definition of the word obtain. And uh, there again, we'll, you'll see the, the, the definition in, in use here just in a minute. But the means, it means to get a hold of. That this, uh, this uh, preacher, he never knew that the God, or, or that the Bible has hands. That it has arms. That it's able to reach into the depths of the soul and to change lives. That we, um, a preacher out of Waycross, 
he was raised an atheist. That his father had died when he was 14 years old and his life was a living hell. That he lived how he pleased in the world that he did not know God, him being raised in the atheist home, that in April of 1999 he met his wife working in Macon, and um, while they was working, they worked on the road, and they took a Gideon Bible out of a hotel, and he threw it up on his dash of his truck, and he said, you know, at least if we're in an accident, they'll think that we was a Christian having that Bible right there in the, in the, um, in the dash of his truck that um, while he was in traffic, as you know, in Waycross or in, in, in Atlanta and Macon area, there's a lot of traffic. He, he got to catching himself ever so often just thumbing through that Bible. Got to reading some of the scriptures that was in there. And, you know, in four months into the marriage, we know that the, his lifestyle just wasn't working. That drinking, that drugs, that just going about it, however, he, uh, the way that he was living his life and his family, him and his wife, they was contemplating divorce. They just like, there's, 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 this, is just, this is not working for us right here. And you know that, uh, that preacher, he got to saying, you know, I've, I've thumbed through this Bible enough to know that there's no way that I'm going to be able to get out of this situation on my own. And in December of 1999, he went to church and got saved that uh, not only he got saved, his wife got saved as well, and is still serving the, the, uh, the Lord to today as a, as, a, as a pastor. That he wrote a song, and there again we heard him sing it. It, it, it reads that Jack Daniels met John 3.16, that he had traded Tennessee whiskey for Calvary's tree, that God's word broke the hold that the world had a hold of him, that the Bible had obtained him, that it shook him to his core, that the hands of the Bible had reached out to his core and to his soul and shook him and made him a new creature that's in Christ. That uh, it's Reverend Jason Martin that's out of Waycross. And there again, uh, got to being a preacher out of Waycross, a, a church that is that's down there, and he read and studied the Bible, and the one thing that always pressed on him was you know, with his raising of him being an atheist was, you know, his daddy dying at, whenever he was 14 years old. And he worried about, you know, what about daddy? Wonder, wonder what happened to him. And he knew what had happened to him, him being a preacher and him not knowing uh, as far as he knew uh, Jesus as his personal Lord and Savior and where he was at. And it bothered him so much. But one day his uncle came by and he told Jason the story of what had happened to his daddy that Jason had never heard of. That his dad had cancer and he was actually down here in the hospital at northeast Georgia down here in Gainesville. And he was down there for three months with the type of cancer that he had, there again being many, many years ago. That for three months he was in the hospital and his uncle would actually come and stay with him. And the one thing that his uncle would say for three weeks while he was in the hospital, he would keep having this same dream. That all he could hear was, was nightmares. He would, uh, every night for three weeks, he could just see fire. He could feel the hotness on his face. They could hear people screaming. And he was telling his brother that right there. And his brother, being a Christian, said, Sir, that's a picture of hell. 
That's what you're seeing today. That uh, uh, the nurses and the doctors are just saying, no, these nightmares are just because of the cancer. It's because of the medicine that we're giving him. No, it was a picture of hell that he was seeing. And his brother realized that. That he was able to witness to him. And there again, his father being an atheist, he would not hear. He was with the doctors. He said, no, that's just the medicine. No, that's just the cancer that's, that's causing these nightmares. I don't know what it is. He said, okay, well, we'll... Well, reason with you is what his brother said. He said, took out from the hospital. You know, they always have the bedsides, and we always will see the Holy Bible that's in there. That he said, well, make you a deal. Why don't you take this Bible tonight, and you don't have to read it, but why don't you just sleep with it under your pillow? Why don't you have God's Word close to you while you're laying here in the hospital? He said, well, this has been going on for three weeks. I'll do whatever it takes to get rid of of these nightmares. He slept with the word of God under his pillow. No nightmares. That it even turned uh, Jason's father, which was an atheist, changed his mind after suffering for three weeks. There again, suffered his whole life. And knowing that he was terminal and only had a short time to live, his uncle said, did you have any more nightmares? He said, no. God's word worked. That, uh, that we know by the name of Jesus right there that he has power over the demons and, uh, and over Satan right there and got to witness to his brother and lead him. Days before he passed away, he got saved. And Jason never knew that. He got to share that with that preacher right there. And what an encouragement that it was today. Think about the impact that Gideon Bibles has had on Jason's life. That it not only saved his marriage... It saved his soul, but then it also saved his father's soul that he didn't even know about and he got to find out later on in, in, in life. And what an encouragement that it, that, that, it, that it was to him. I'm thankful, like I said, for the churches that support the ministry. So those Bibles could have been bought and placed in those traffic lanes of life. That we're the uh, only organization that is happy when someone steals from us. Think about that. That we uh, place Bibles in these hotel rooms and are happy when they're taken. You see what happened in Jason's life. God's Word changes lives. It always has and it always will. But those Bibles need to be replaced. So there again, at the, at the close of service, if God leads you to do so, uh, we'll have an opportunity to help provide scriptures to those uh, uh, places that the uh, Gideons go, uh, not only here in northeast Georgia, but also around the world. You can make your checks payable to Gideons International. Remember that an investment of just a dollar and thirty-two cents can provide and place scriptures in the hands of someone who needs them. And full Bibles, as we were showing, they're only five dollars. Five dollars to place uh, and to print a Bible. And as much as we need and appreciate your contributions, we need your prayers even more. Pray that God will keep opening the doors for us to reach out to more students, to more prisoners, uh, to first responders, to more medical and military personnel. But most importantly, pray for those who need Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, those that, those that are lost. That we want to praise God for open doors uh, just here last year that we was able to hand out 159 scriptures to the 5th graders here in Union County. 
that was over at the Sorghum Festival. We handed out close to 950 scriptures at the, at the Sorghum Festival. We was at the Indian Summer Festival. And year to date, I think we already shared, we have already distributed over 3,000 scriptures in Union County alone. That we, uh, there again, y'all will be seeing this here shortly, but the Gideons also have a new program that we're, that, that, that we're, that we're doing that as of June, we are partnering up with local churches to distribute scriptures that, uh, to different Bible schools, um, to church, organ, uh, church events, just like the one that you held at, at July 4th. Um, there again, it's something new, and there again, we're, we're trying to partner with local churches, but there again, getting out to the community that they want to take it out of our government, that they want to take the Bible out of, our, out of our schools, but praise God, we can meet them on their home front, that we can distribute to them locally, not only just internationally. That uh, our state convention was down in Duluth, Georgia this year, and it's the 116th annual Georgia convention. And uh, there again, the Gideons raised over $400,000. There again, just Gideons giving for scripture purposes. That's how much of a uh, how, how much of a priority that Gideons make. Not only do we do it um, take up money here in churches, but we give tithes of our own. We try to try to place back those four hundred thousand dollars. That's able to distribute three hundred and ten thousand scriptures around the world. That uh, while hundreds of Gideons gathered, we uh, we was down there at the malls, Mall of Georgia. They was down there at the Sugar Loaf. That we was down there on the street corners, and we delivered thousands of scriptures. And while we was down there, we got to witness to several that six souls were saved while we was down there in Duluth, Georgia. Uh, to God be the glory for open doors and for new children in Christ. There again, if you're, if you're wondering how can I donate uh, scriptures anytime, you can always uh, help us out with the Gideon card program that we have. Now, I don't know if um, anyone's ever seen a Gideon card that uh, we, we have them placed, uh, placed throughout that you can see them a lot of times in funeral homes. That, again, some churches, they little cards. There again, you can uh, let someone know that you're thinking of them. Uh, that you're there in memory of somebody that uh, you can uh, not only are you uh, you don't have to give flowers at a um, a funeral you can donate Bibles that's something that will last a lifetime that it means something that's just uh, as flowers just fade away and not taken away from flowers but there again something that will last longer and maybe has the possibility of changing someone's lives that instead of Supporting Walmart or the or uh, the dollar store, you can always support the Gideons when you're given a card. <laughs> uh, like I said, this is a u- unique way. And there again, if you don't see a, the Gideon cards, we also have them at the Gideons.org. Um, you can find it on our website. Also on our website, you can also see a link to be a friend of the Gideon. That you know, I always get the question asked to me. Said, "Well, do you have to be a Gideon to to buy testaments or to buy a scripture?" Well, no, if you sign up to be a friend of the Gideon at uh, Gideons.org, uh, you can purchase scriptures yourself, that they'll ship them right here to your, to, to your house. There again, we're, we're happy to help get any scriptures that you need, but there again, some of the, like I said, local businessmen uh, that's out there, they may not want to join, but they, they, they have the ability to be a friend of the Gideon and to get God's word out for, um, uh, for, dis- for distribution in their, in their local uh, business. Um, and there again, as we mentioned earlier, if any member that's failed led to want to join the Gideons, like I said, we're a unique group, group of, group of, group of uh, men there again, alongside with our, with our wives, 
we'd be more than happy. You can see me, see, see Marvin Brooks. There again, you can see, um, uh, you can check our website out at uh, Gideons.org as well. Think about this, our scripture for this year is iron sharpens iron. It's going to sharpen your testimony in just my brief time of being with them. And I've uh, got to hear all these testimonies that's being shared and lives that are being changed. It's really changed me for the better that we see that God's moving not only here in this county, but in our country and internationally as well. That God's word is really making a difference. That, Pastor, we're really grateful for you. Uh, for allowing us having the opportunity to come. We look forward to being at your vacation Bible school. Thank you for letting us come and being a part of uh, the, the July 4th uh, celebration. Praise God for the, the doors that we was able to hand out 104 scriptures to some people that was, that, that was in need. That uh, There again, we know that God's word changes lives and it always will. There again, let me leave you uh, one last testimony. Like There again, we pinned this down uh, late last night, but there again... God laid it on her heart to share it before, before, before we sit down. That a Gideon was over in Mozambique, which is in South Africa. That he had stopped for directions to try to find a school. And while he was over there trying to find directions, I guess from the village that he was at, that m- multiple people started coming up to their, their vehicle that they was at, and he started handing out scriptures. Got to hand out hundreds that little vi- uh, that little village, just like they're again trying to find the next school that he was trying to distribute at. And he says, "There she was, this lady that was out there. There again, she had to be sen- uh, a senior lady, many uh, many years, whatnot." Um, he described her as her hair was white as cotton, her face was wrinkled, and her hands were like leather. That she come up to the van that they was in, had her hands like this right here, hoping to receive a testament right here. There again, praise God for hands that are willing and wanting to have the word of God. And uh, he placed that testament in there, and she got to saying, I be got to, I be got to. And there again, it being Portuguese and um, tears started to, to hit the pages of that testament as she was holding it right there. The tears were flowing, and uh, she got to, to, to talking, and, and the Gideon that was there um, was asking his interpreter, said, John, John, what is she saying? Because she kept on going on. What is she saying? And his tears filled John's eyes. He says, she is saying, I've always heard there was such a book but I never thought I would see one. Mm-mm-mm. That is why we do what we do. That's the reason that we're part of the, Gide- the, the Gideons International, that we see the world and the shape that it's in. There's not more, there's never been a need any stronger than it is today. And because there's ladies that are, have hair white as cotton that's never seen God's word, there's still a need today. And uh, we want to just show them that book that she never had seen. Thank y'all. God, God, God bless you. God bless you. During um, COVID, y'all remember that? Yeah. Our hospital, we were blessed with the hospital that we have. Our hospital was starting to allow me to come back into the hospital sooner than a lot of other hospitals were. And one of the things that 
as a pastor, I've come to rely on is opening up that drawer and there being a Bible there. Well, one day I got called in and went and suited up and prayed with the family, reached over, opened the door. The Bible wasn't there. I thought, hmm, they must have took them up. A couple of days later, same thing. Went, suited up, went into the room, opened the drawer, Bible was gone. Started bothering me. So I called one of the hospital administration. I'm pretty loud. Y'all know that. And I said, um, can I ask you a question? He said, absolutely. I said, when y'all going to put the Bibles out? He said, what are you talking about? I said, the Gideon Bibles, y'all tuck them up, right? He said, no. He said, we left the Bibles in there. He said, we took everything else out of the room, but the one thing that we did not take out of the room was the Bible because we knew people would need it. Come to find out, a large number of the Bibles in the hotel rooms have been taken. I was never so thankful for the hospital that we have that left those there during this time but I was also thankful for the Gideons. Called Albert Davenport, within a week, they had new Bibles placed in every single room in Union General Hospital. I'm thankful for this organization because they do get out the word. And today, you've got an opportunity to be a part of this organization too. Today, you can give. You heard him, $1.30 can buy a Bible and put it in the hands of a child. $5 can buy a Bible and put it in a hotel room or a hospital. Such a small amount to change a person's life. But I want to give you a different invitation today as well. Here in a minute when the praise team, if y'all will, come on up, guys. They're going to dismiss us in song. And after they, after they finish singing, we're going to exit out. We'll have our ushers at the back. We'll have um, John and Marvin, if you will, go to the back as well and greet everybody. But as soon as they're done, this is your call to go and to give. But I want to give you an opportunity to do something else. Today, if you intend on giving, I want you to also pray for the Bible that you're sending. Sometimes I think we forget about the power of prayer. The Word is a great, powerful thing. And we need to be sending it out. But we also need to be praying over every single one of those Bibles that go out. So as they sing, I want you to take this opportunity to pray over the Scripture that is going out. This morning, if you would like to join Gideon's International, again, see John, see Marvin, they would be glad to put you in business and get you going because they need help. But this morning as we stand and as they sing, open your heart to give the Word, but also open your heart to pray over that Scripture. Hey guys, Pastor Scotty Gerard here, and I just wanted to say thank you for joining us today. We really hope that this has been a resource that's helped you grow in your purpose for God, but also grow in His glory. 
We also want to extend an invitation to you to join us here in person at Harmony Grove. We are located at 1008 Town Creek School Road in Blairsville, Georgia. We would love for you to come be a part of our service, to be a part of our small groups. If you have children, we have children's classes on Wednesday night and on Sunday morning. And all this information can be found on our website. We'd also like to continue help you in your growth with Christ. If you have a question, maybe a prayer request, or just need to talk to somebody, you can contact us in the emails below in the description, or you can also contact us through our app and through our website, which are also found in the description below. Again, we hope this has been a blessing to you because we know that you joining us today has been a great blessing to us. Thank you so much. God bless.